What up, Bridge Youth? How are we hey, doing Bridge tonight? Youth. How are we doing? How are you guys doing tonight? I think we should procrastinate for a little bit because I know a lot of people are coming in. Yeah, I, I came in, in late too. Late. So uh, how are we all doing? Who's, who started school today? Raise your hand real quick. Dang, oh, two, man. three. How do you guys you feel about three. being back? Feel good? No, not good? Oh, I Anyone can't feel good about it? Uh-oh. Welcome in, everybody. What's up? What's up? Go ahead and find your seats. Find your seats. We'll give it like maybe like one more minute. Who goes back to school in one week? Two weeks. Three wow, weeks. Wow, that's nice. Dang, four weeks. Four, okay, so three, this guy. Oh, two? Oh, okay. Two's the max. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome in, welcome in. Go ahead and find your Come seat. Come on in, find your seat up front. And while you guys are actually waiting, you guys go ahead and turn off your airdrop for us real quick. And you guys could also follow us on Instagram at bridgeyth underscore. I'll probably say it one more time once everyone else comes in as well. But if you want to jump the gun, you guys can start following our Instagram right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome in, welcome in. Come on in, guys. Better find your seat. Thank you for coming tonight. We missed you. Alrighty, I think we're good to go. All right, what's up, everyone? My name's Isaiah. My name's Brittany. And we're going to serve as host for today, all right? So, like I said, some of you guys already heard it. You guys can go ahead and take out your phones, turn off your airdrop, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at bridgeyth underscore. We got all your bridge youth needs on there, so be sure to follow it right now. Also, we have connect groups on Sundays. If you guys are not a part of a connect group, I recommend that you guys join one. They start at 11.30 during our second service. Um, we just want to see you guys there, so go ahead and check them out. Yeah. All right, now that we got a few more people in here, raise your hand if you're back in school today now. Now we have some more hands. There we go. I heard a boo back there. <laughs> he doesn't like school. <laughs> um, but speaking of school, though, we got our back-to-school celebration coming up. It's going to be on August 30th at 6 p.m. That's a Wednesday. And we're going to have free pizza, we're going to have raffle tickets, and that's going to be for everyone who brings a friend and for your friend as well. So if you guys bring a friend, you guys get raffle tickets, you guys will win a prize. It's going to be super awesome. So one more time, it's going to be August 30th at 6 p.m. That's a Wednesday night. Also, guys, so I know everyone knows that we're having ice cream sandwiches today. We were supposed to have them in the beginning, but hey, without fail, we'll be having them after service. So um, they're going to be right back there, I believe. So go ahead and grab one after service. Yep. Also, if you guys have any tithes or offerings and you guys want to give, no pressure. But if you guys want to, feel free. We got a bucket in the back right by the double doors. Or you guys can give online just like Bridge Youth when you guys are giving. Also, now it's the time that everyone loves. Family time. Go ahead and get up, everyone. Get up. Everyone, go ahead and meet someone new and hit them with this question, Zay. What's better? Gummy worms? Or gummy bears. Go. I'm a worms guy. Gummy worms.
All right, y'all, we got about eight seconds, seven, six. Go ahead on back to y'all seats. Go ahead on back. Okay, so what's the consensus? Are we talking bears or worms? What are we thinking? All right, let's make some noise if we're thinking gummy worms. Let's make some noise if we're thinking gummy bears. Let's make some noise if you like chocolate better than both of them. That's for sure me. I feel like that that's the consensus, at least for me. But, uh, but hey, uh, as you guys probably already know, if this is your very first time here at the bridge, we're about to get into a time of, uh, of, of a message. And Pastor Corey's going to be getting up just in a little bit. He's about to be preaching an amazing word to y'all tonight. But all I can say before he gets on stage for his message is, no matter what type of day that you had, how many of you guys had school today? Like you guys started school already. How many of you guys start, uh, let's say next week or so, right? Maybe the majority. I think for some of us, as summer is starting to end and it's starting to close, it's almost like we're dreading what is next for us. You know, we dread going back to school, we dread the schedule, we even dread maybe even the people uh, who we're gonna be in classes with, all those sort of things. But all I can say is this, even though we dread those moments, can I just tell you, that whether you know it or not, God has a plan for you this school year. And there's gonna be some amazing things that God wants to do in your life. And I believe that that starts tonight. And so all we have to do for tonight is make the decision to say, God, whatever it is that you wanna do, whatever it is that you wanna say inside of my life, Lord, speak to me, open up my eyes, open up my heart, and Lord, do what only you could do inside of my life tonight. And all we have to do is make that decision and we believe that God will speak to us, amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm going to be asking uh, one of our amazing students. uh, Her name's Sheridan. Is Sheridan here right now? Sheridan. How about y'all pray for them? All right, let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for this day that we just get to come and be here in your presence, Lord. I pray that you will just fill the room with your Holy Spirit tonight and that you will just touch all of our hearts in ways that only you can, Lord. I pray over this school year that you will just be with all of us, giving us peace and confidence, and you will just use us all for your glory, God. I thank you for this night. I pray against all distractions, and Lord, just be in our presence and in our midst tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, watch the screens. What's up, Bridge Youth? How you guys doing tonight? Who started school? Tough, tough, tough crowd. There are like, how many seats are in these rows? One, Pritham, count them out for me. Three, six, seven. There's seven seats and like 87 girls sitting in that row. 
Love it. Hey, welcome to Bridge Youth. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Hey, if you got a Bible, open your Bibles to uh, Psalm chapter 19. And then if you can like bookmark that, also open to Colossians chapter 1. One of those is Old Testament. One of them is New Testament. Hey, if anybody doesn't know me, my name is Corey alongside my awesome wife, Pastor Amber. We lead this thing called Bridge Youth. We absolutely love it. Wednesdays are our favorite night of the week. And uh, we love meeting new people. So if you're brand new, uh, welcome. Thanks for coming and hanging out. On your first day of school, you came to hang out. That's so sick. You're like, I have to wake up tomorrow at like 3.30 a.m., and I'm still here. God bless you. Thanks for coming and hanging out. We like welcoming our guests every week in a way that never gets old for us. We like saying we're here to build you up, not... Yeah, we love you. We back you. Thanks for coming and hanging out, whether you're right here in the room or maybe you're watching online. Hey, one thing before we jump into tonight's message. Um, the last Wednesday of this month, the last Wednesday will be in the full swing of the school year. You guys will be back in your routine, all of this. We're doing a, like, beginning of the year, like, party. Uh, we're doing an invite night. We want you guys to invite your friends. Come hang out. We want to pray over our schools. Um, we're going to be doing, I think, pizza. We're doing pizza. We'll do some raffles, some giveaways. If you bring a friend, you get a raffle ticket. They get a raffle ticket. We're going to do some raffles. We're going to do some games, all of that sort of stuff. It's going to be a blast. So mark your calendars. I believe that's August 30th. August 30th. August 30th, 6 p.m. hang, 7 o'clock service. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be awesome. Hey, so tonight um, we're digging into a brand new series. And I started thinking about, like, you remember when we were kids? Like, what was your favorite show when you were a kid? Shout it out. <laughs> Trick question. The answer should be VeggieTales. <laughs> All the church kids are like, yes, my, my first crush was Tom the Tomato. I don't know. If, is that the tomato's name? Is it Bob? This is, li this is living proof that Christians are judgmental. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bob the Tomato, excuse me, sorry. All the non-Christian kids who didn't grow up in church are like, Bob who? That's, ah, that was me, Bob who? Um, but like when you were a kid, like one of my favorite shows as a kid was Power Rangers. Come on now, Power Rangers. Like, and I'm talking the original Power Rangers. I'm not talking about this like Time Force or Dino Garbage. No, I'm talking about the original. And I remember growing up, I was like, I, when I grow up, I want to be the Red Ranger. Like that was, that was my career plan, okay? Remember when we were kids and you like, like I want to be an astronaut. I want to be one of the Avengers. Like we had this like, sense of awe and wonder. You know, like when you played in your backyard and it was like, okay, here's the game. You got to throw a rock at the palm tree. If you miss the palm tree, then the grass immediately becomes lava and you have to run to the sidewalk. But if you don't get off of the grass in three seconds, then you're dead. But you can always revive yourself by throwing a rock at the further palm tree, and that somehow brings you back to life. And you created these fun things and moments, and we had these, like, dreams and imaginations. And, like, the imagination's still there. Like, it's still in you. I know you're a really cool high schooler, but I'll prove it to you right now, okay? The floor is lava in three, two, one. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a grown man. That is the, that is the CEO of Canes jumping on his chair. <laughs> Like, it's still there, you know? And if there's one thing, like, I don't know why, like, wonder seems to drift away and disappear from our hearts and minds as we grow. Maybe it's, like, 
life's disappointments. Maybe it's heartbreak. Maybe it's tragedy. Maybe it's just the normal parts of life that you're like, I got to get a real job. I can't be a Power Ranger as like my career path. So some of it makes sense. But if there's one thing we should never lose wonder in, it should be the wonder of God. Somebody say amen. And if there's any years of your life that you should be filled with wonder, it's right now. It's these years. These are your, and here's our brand new series we're kicking off tonight. These are your wonder years. Anybody ever actually watched the show, wonder, The Wonder Years? Cool show. Uh, these should be your wonder years. And tonight, we're talking about God is big. Like, God is all-powerful. He's indescribable. He's, he's unfathomable. And how big is God? He's actually too big to understand or comprehend. He's incomprehensible. Somebody say incomprehensible. That was a struggle for you, wasn't it? You're like, first day back in school, I am barely here, bro. And see, God being incomprehensible is why it doesn't make sense when people say things like, oh, well, I can't understand God, therefore I don't believe in him. No, no, no. If you could understand God, my wife says this all the time, if you could understand God, if you could wrap your head around God, then he wouldn't be God. And the fact that you and I, us as humans with our tiny little peanut-sized brains, we can't understand and fathom God, that should be reassurance that he is, in fact, God. And tonight we're going to talk about how big God really is. And as our point of reference, we are going to look to the heavens. We're going to look to the stars. We're going to look into the universe. The universe, bless you, the universe is massive. How big is the universe? The universe is so big, we have to use this term called the known universe. What does that mean? It means we have no idea how big the universe actually is. And people say, some say, um, the universe is so big there must be aliens out there somewhere. Let's just divide the room right now. Conspiracy theorists and non-conspiracy theorists. Who believes in aliens? Be honest. Who doesn't? You're like, you guys are weirdos. I, <laughs> who thinks that like aliens were all dealt with by Will Smith back in the day on the movie Independence Day? That's the correct answer, okay? <laughs> they were all dealt with by Will Smith. That's when he saved America, okay? <laughs> Kids who think that Independence Day is when Will Smith saved us from the aliens. Like, People think just mathematically, the universe is so big, it must be sustaining. If the point of the universe is to sustain life for us, then there must be life somewhere else because the universe is way too big to only sustain life for us. But what if the point of the universe wasn't just to sustain life? What if the universe exists for something else? What if the universe exists for a different purpose? And what if the reason the universe is so big it's to show us how big God is. What if the purpose of the universe was to reflect the glory of God? And I submit to you Psalm chapter 19. Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word? We're going to read two sections of scripture. The first is Psalm chapter 19, verse 1 and 2. It says this. It says, the heavens, that's space, that's the universe, they proclaim the glory of God. There is the actual purpose of the universe. So if the purpose of the universe was just to sustain life for us, then the universe is way, 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 way too big. 
But if the purpose of the universe is actually to reflect the glory of God and to show us how big God is, the universe is probably right about the right size. It proclaims the glory of God. The skies, they display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, talking about Jesus, it says this. It says, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Check this out. Everything was created through him and for him. Before you sit down, let's pray. God, would you speak to us tonight? God, I pray in Jesus' name that tonight, like our hearts would just be filled with wonder at how incredible you are, how massive you are, how big you really are. God, fill our hearts once again with that kind of childlike wonder. And God, I'm just wondering how the Raiders are going to do this season. And you're a big, big God who can do the impossible. So God, please, please, God, help us to just make the playoffs. In Jesus' name, everybody said, very divided crowd in terms of the Raiders here tonight. Uh, anybody, anybody have um, a friend, a family member, somebody, somebody who did something, and that something that they did made you look at them completely different? You know, like the time that we were on our way back from Six Flags and I did What Are the Odds with our boy Marco and he lost and had to put his finger into the porta potty of the bus that we were on? That really happened. Never looked at that man the same again. I never gave him another handshake or high five. I'm like, I'm not touching that hand. That's disgusting. You ever have a friend who does something and it makes you totally look at them different? Have you ever had your parents do something in front of you? Like when you were like five years old and you saw your parents kiss for the first time? And you're like, ew, that's gross. And then they go, now let me tell you how you were made. And you're like, no. Uh, <laughs> don't go down that rabbit trail, Corey. Um, there was this event that had happened when I was a kid that made me look at my mom totally different. It was the first time that I ran. It was the first and only time, actually. Now that I think about it. The first and only time that I ran away from home. I don't remember what happened, but something had happened that, like, I was just, like, heartbroken. And I love my mom. My mom was, for a long time, she was a single mom. Like, she's got all my respect. And, and something had happened where I just felt so hurt by my mom. I felt hurt by my family, hurt by my parents. And I was, like, I, I want to say I was, like, 11 or 12 years old. I think I was seventh grade. And I was, like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to pack my things, and I'm out of here. So I went and I packed both of the things that I owned, my skateboard and a pair of shoes. And I put, it, I put stuff in I like grabbed a hoodie. I put, like, literally, I put a pillow and, like, a small blanket into this backpack, zipped it up, and I just, like, like I, I turn and I look at my family. I say nothing, and I just walk out the front door. And I'm like, that's it. I'm never coming back, and I'm never seeing you again. So I walked across the street to my junior high. <laughs> this is junior high. The middle school I went to was across the street. And I walked across the street, and I was like, I'm going to find somewhere to live here. 
And I ended up climbing up this ladder onto the roof of my junior high. It's like the middle of summer, by the way. So it's 100 degrees in East Riverside. And I'm up on this roof, and I find this, like, spot on this roof where, like, you couldn't see me, and there was, like, an air conditioning unit right here. There was, like, a couple basketballs from the playground that had gotten thrown up there. And I was like, this is it. This is my new home. This is where I set up shop and residence until I turn 18 and I can, like, join the military or get a job or whatever. This is where I'll live for the next six years. So I literally set up base camp. I, like, put my blanket out. I put my pillow out, chilling. And I'm not even kidding. Immediately, first thing I do is I just took a nap. I went to sleep. And I fell asleep for, like, probably six or seven hours. At this point, waking back up, I had been gone for like 10 hours, but there was a problem. I woke up, and I was hungry, and I had no money, so I went back home. (laughs) Here's the part that changed how I looked at my mom forever. I ran away. I'd been gone for like 10, 11 hours. My things were missing. The house was vacant. It was probably super quiet. And I get back home like, all right, I'm just going to tell my mom, you know what? I was mad at you. And, 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 and you know what? You're going to have to beg for my forgiveness. But I've come back, and, and I'll, I'll deal with this family for the next few years before I go off to college or military or the rest of my life. Whatever. Like, but I'm back. I walk in the front door with my backpack, my skateboard, and all my things in my backpack. And my mom peeks out from around the corner from the kitchen and goes, oh, hey, Corey, you're home. Uh, Dinner's almost ready. My mom didn't realize that I ran away. She had no clue. At this moment, I thought thought my mom was loving. I thought my mom was caring. I thought my mom was a dedicated mother. I thought at least that my mom was aware. She had no clue that I had ran away. And I was heartbroken. But then I ate dinner and everything was better again. Has somebody ever done something that completely changed how you looked at them? My hope tonight in this message is that like as we talk, as we dig into some of this, that it would change how you look at God. Here's your sermon in a sentence if you're a note taker. If you're a note taker, I love you more. God loves you more. If you're a note taker, you're going to be blessed. If you're not taking notes, I pray the next time you go to In-N-Out that you find a hair on your double-double. Fat hair right on the top, right there. But I pray that you only see the hair once the burger's almost gone. And then, like, it's just a piece of a hair, and then you have to sit and question and wonder, if you will, how big was that hair, and how much of it did I eat? So here's your sermon in a sentence. When we elevate God to his rightful place, everything else will fall into place. Oh, when we elevate God to his rightful place, everything else will fall into place. So let's answer this question real quick. How big is God's universe. Get ready to nerd out. Any nerds in the place? Any, ner- any people who you actually read comic books, you don't just watch Marvel movies? Where's the anime nerds at? My people. Star Wars? Star Trek? Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons? Dude, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie was sick. I watched it on an airplane. It was actually great. How? So like, get ready to nerd out in this, because this is like where Pastor Corey, nerd Pastor Corey, gets so pumped to not even really, I'm not even going to really preach a message to you guys. We're just going to kind of 
go on a journey through the universe together. How big is God's universe? Let's kick off with the two closest stars to us. Uh, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He said, let there be light, and there was light. And when God said, let there be light, light came screaming out of his mouth at 186,000 miles per second. That's the speed of light. A light year's distance, the the distance light travels in one year, is 5.88 trillion miles. So, like, our universe is big, and it's so big that, like, you can't use a yardstick, you can't use the mile, you can't use kilometers. Those are all useless. You have to use a point of measurement called light years. So, in our solar system, there's only one star, and that star is? Very good. My tax dollars are going to good use, and you've learned something on your first day of school. The sun is 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit on the surface. It's 93 million miles away. So at 186,000 miles per second, it only takes eight minutes for the light from the sun to travel from the sun all the way here to sunny Southern California and hit your skin and either burn you or tan you, depending on your complexion. My wife only burns. She's got two tones, milk and tomato. (laughs) That is it. I will, tan, I will burn once at the beginning of summer, and then it's just I just get tanner and tanner and tanner. Um, the sun is about one million times larger than the earth. Here's like a decent comparison of the difference in size. Um, this is how big it is. If earth was a golf ball, <laughs> this will be my favorite part of the message all night. Imagine this is you. So find Temecula real quick. <laughs> If the earth was a golf ball, the sun would be the size of a bus. You can fit 960,000 earths inside of the sun. That's how large the sun is. And that's just the only star in our solar system. Let's go to the, the closest star to us other than the sun. It's a star called Proxima Centura. Everybody say Proxima Centura. You're an astronomer. Astronomer, not astrologer. Astronomer. I always mix those up. Astronomers are the people who study the stars. Astrologers are the people who think that the stars determine the type of food that you eat, what your day is going to be like, your personality. It's a load of garbage. (laughs) Oh, you you like hot showers? You must be a Gemini. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're dumb. Everybody likes hot showers. What's wrong with you? Proxima Centura, before I offend every single white woman in the room. Proxima Centura. Proxima Centura is the closest star to us. How close is it, Corey? I'm glad you asked. It's 4.2 light years away. 4.2 light years away. Not very far. You know, just have to hop in your parents' Tesla, floor the thing to 186,000 miles per second, and then drive for four years straight, and you'll arrive at Proxima Centura. Here's the really interesting thing about it. I don't want to talk about how big Proxima Centauri is. I want to talk about how far away it is. Keep in mind, it's the closest star to us other than the sun. Proxima Centauri is so far away that like tonight after youth, when you go outside and you look up at the stars and you know you get filled with that wonder and awe, you're like, man, there must be more to life. And then you look up and you go, look, and there's Proxima Centauri because I know all of you could find it like that. Here's the part that blows my mind. As you look at Proxima Centura, the closest star to us other than the sun, you will experience something called time delay. Somebody say time delay. 
So Proxima Centauri is 4.2 light years away, which means that when you look at Proxima Centauri tonight in the midnight sky, you will not be seeing it for how it is right now. You'll be seeing that star for how it was four years ago. Because the closest star to us is so far away that its light that we see tonight is four years old. God created a universe that big. Okay, but wonder at this. Let's nerd out a little bit more. Let's talk about the closest star, the, the furthest star to us um, that we can see with our naked eye. Um, I'm not talking about with a telescope or with Hubble or, or with Voyager. Just your human eye. The, the, the furthest star that you can see with your human eye when you go up outside tonight and look up at the sky is a, is a badge-numbered star that the badge number is V762. It's called Cass and Cassinopeia. And here's a picture of it. It's that really bright one right in the middle, the gold one. It is 16,308 light years away. Remember the math we did with Proxima Centauri? So tonight, when, you, when they snapped that picture of this star, that is not what this star is like right now. That's the light from this star from 16,000 years ago. You know, what, you know what was happening on Earth 16,000 years ago? The Ice Age. You guys all seen Ice Age, you know, with the sloth, everything? That's what was going on. That's how far away this is. Let's go a little bit bigger. This is one of my favorite things in all of astronomy, and I know I'm nerding out. Stick with me. There's this thing called the Whirlpool Galaxy. It's called the Darling of Astronomy. It sits in space perpendicular to Earth, so we get this amazing view. The furthest star that we can see with our naked eye is 16,308 light years away. That's V762. The Whirlpool Galaxy is 31 million light years away. You want to figure out how far away that is? Just take 31 million times 5.88 trillion, and you get the distance to the Whirlpool Galaxy. I know some of you are crunching those numbers right now. I don't think that your iPhone can do the math. <laughs> There's 300 billion stars in the Whirlpool Galaxy. And the Whirlpool Galaxy is one of hundreds of billions of galaxies in the known universe. Everybody say, known universe. <laughs> you sound so nerdy. I'm going to beat you up and take your lunch money. You might beat me up and take my lunch money after this message because it's so nerdy. But it's so fascinating. Here's what Psalm 33.6 says. It says, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. I hope you're kind of starting to get a little bit of a picture of how massive the universe is. And God created that universe with a whisper. That's how big God is. There's a couple things that come to mind when I think about how big God is. Two things, really. Write this down. If God is big, then I have hope. Everybody say hope. If God is big, then I have hope. Here's the thing. When your God is big, your problems are small. When your God is big, then, then your fears are small. When your God is big, then your anxiety becomes small. When your God is big, then depression gets really, really small. When your God is big, then your struggles are small. Some of you, you think you have small faith. Your faith isn't small. Your view of God is small. Like you've worked up this perspective about God 
that he is like a concept that you read in a book. Some of you have worked up this perspective of God that he's this like tiny, fragile, frail, bearded old man that sits on a cloud next to a bunch of naked babies that play harps. I don't know where that idea of angels came from, but it's not biblical at all. Angels in the Bible actually sound really scary. Like some of you have the wrong perspective of God and you think he's really small and that's why you don't have hope. I remember when I, when I began like learning about the universe and how big it was and it made me start thinking about how big God is and when my heart was filled with this wonder of how big God is, it started to get me filled with wonder and hope about how big his plans are for me. See, if God is big, then so are his plans for your life. Some of you are convinced that God has no plans for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, one of the most famous pieces of scripture in all the Bible, God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. There are plans to prosper you and not harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Did you know that God actually has a plan for your life? And if this God is really big, then you'll never settle for a small life. Like you're, you're going through life thinking that the smallest, most insignificant things are the important part of life. And God is creating things like the Whirlpool Galaxy 31 million light years away. How can we think that God is extraordinary, but that his plans for us are just ordinary? That like he doesn't want to use me in my life. You know. stop, stop being lied to that both God and his plans for you are small, puny, and insignificant. If God is big, then so are his plans for you. And I pray it's like we all kind of just get filled with this wonder of God, that you get filled with the wonder of all the plans that God has for your life. I'm not talking about 10, 15 years from now. Yeah, be filled with wonder of that. Be filled with the wonder of what God will use you to do in life of the ways that you'll impact the planet, of the ways that you'll build his kingdom, of the ministries that you'll start and be a part of, of the people that, that, that you'll impact, of the places that you'll go. Never did I dream that I would make it outside of Riverside, let alone get to do and see the things that we've done and seen together and the places that we've gone and the people that we've met. And the, like two weeks ago, I was on the other side of the world in England, preaching to a bunch of people with silly accents. The first thing I said was, I don't have an accent. You guys all have accents. We decided that in 1776 when we won, baby. They didn't, they didn't like that, okay? <laughs> they just said, why do you guys call it football? That is not football. I was like, you have a point there. I never could have imagined the things that God's done with my life. But that's when I had the wrong perspective of God. I pray tonight as you're just filled with the wonder of how big God is, that you'd be filled with the wonder of how big his plans for you are. The second thing is the band heads up. If God is big, I should be filled with humility. If God is big, I should be filled with humility. Let's talk about a couple more stars. Everybody say Beetlejuice, but don't... <laughs> Be, there's this planet called Beetlejuice. It's probably pronounced Beetlegeese, but I like Beetlejuice. Um, if Earth was a golf ball, Beetlejuice 
would be six Empire State Buildings stacked on top of each other. Anybody ever actually been to the Empire State Building? Like imagine you go to the Empire State Building, you take this golf ball, you put it at the base of the Empire State Building, you look up, you times that by six, and that's how big this planet is compared to Earth. Let me put it into perspective. If uh, you could fit 262 trillion Earths inside of this planet, that's enough golf balls to fill the, the New Orleans Saints Superdome with golf balls. This, here's the Superdome. This planet's so big, you could fill that thing with golf balls 3,000 times. That's how big this planet is compared to Earth. You guys still aren't blown away yet. Let's talk about a planet called, uh, or a, a star called Musifi. Musifi, it's, it'll be the gold one at the top. There's this like shiny gold one that you'll see up at the top of this graphic. You got it there, David? That's just the, that's just, that was just the team that stole Derek Carr from us, okay? Um, that gold one at the top left there, shining, that's a, that's a star called Musifi. If the earth was a golf ball, <laughs> um, Musifi would be the width of two Golden Gate Bridges, Anyone been to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco? Just take the golf ball, go up to San Francisco, look at the San Francisco 49ers and go, we don't like you. And then at the Golden Gate Bridge, just put a golf ball down. Look across the bridge, which is massive. If you've ever been to the Golden Gate Bridge, it's, it's phenomenal. It's an incredible structure. Times it by two, and that's how big this star is compared to the Earth. You could fit 2.7 quadrillion Earths into Musifi. Quadrillion is like a number that like none of us can really comprehend. But in order to understand how big this star is, you got to understand the number quadrillion. Um, really quick numbers here. Um, a billion is a thousand millions. Okay, like you guys are actually good at math. This is just a little like deep dive into Google for me. Um, and a trillion is a thousand billions, right? Um, quadrillion is a thousand trillions, okay? Really big number. Let's put it into perspective. One million seconds ago is how long ago? 12 days. Isn't that kind of cool? It's like one million seconds. One, two, three, that's 12 days ago, okay? One billion seconds ago, okay, so if 12, then, okay, then, then, then one billion seconds ago must be like, you know, three or four months ago, right? No, one billion seconds ago is, is, 31 years ago, okay? So then one trillion seconds, how long is one trillion? Okay, if that's 31 years, was so one trillion, oh, we're probably like 1850, right? No, try 29,700 BC. We're just at trillion. So what do you think one quadrillion seconds ago was? It's 30,800,000 years ago and 2.7 quadrillion Earths fit into this star. That's how massive it is. Like anybody else just nerd out about that? Like, oh my gosh, I'm really small on my planet. And my planet is really small in the grand scheme of things. Musifi made me completely change how I viewed the world. It kind of filled me with wonder, but it really filled me with humility. 
God created a planet that a star that is 2.7 quadrillion times the size of our planet and there's people on this little tiny golf ball planet that want to look at that God and go, well, I don't agree with you. Oh, you know, I read that part in your word and I think, I think I'm right on, what? God created Musifi. I can't, I can't make a hot pocket. I can't figure out the right amount of time to cook my cup of noodle. It always comes out too hot or too cold. And I think that my tiny little puny insignificant opinion measures up to this God who creates these things so massive. Understand, the word of God says that the whole universe, the one that we call the known universe, see, God knows the whole universe. We just call it the known universe. Scripture says how God, he holds the entire universe in the span of his hand. God just goes, ah, universe, it's about right there. This is how big God is. Isaiah 55 verse 9 says, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth. How high is that? We have no idea. Well, it's like Whirlpool Galaxy is 31 million light years away. That's how high our heavens are that we know of. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so my ways, God's telling the prophet Isaiah, my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. What I love about your generation, you guys, you're so creative. The things you're going to do in the world and in the church for God will be incredible. God says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how high above my thoughts are, my creativity are. One of the things that blows my mind, fills me with wonder, you ever think about how God created everything with no reference of anything? Everything that we ever create or that we ever think of is in reference to that which already exists. Like God created oxygen with no reference. God created planets and the ocean. I've been staring at the edge of the like God created that with no reference to anything. God created, you know how we all see color? This always freaks me out. What if the way that we see color isn't the way that other people see color and my orange is different than your orange, but we both just call it orange. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But God created the whole concept of even seeing colors. The whole world could have been in black and white, but God created colors. It's crazy. God is so massive. The universe, like I, I, this message isn't to make you feel small. This message is to make you realize you are small. And hopefully that fills you with humility. Because when you gain the right perspective of God, you stop thinking so highly of yourself. You stop thinking that the entire universe revolves around you. You start realizing you live on a friggin' golf ball. You, you, You stop going through life so prideful and arrogant. You definitely stop thinking you're cool. You for sure stop thinking you're better than anybody else. And in view of God, 
and how amazing he is, filled with wonder. Like, I also just feel like I just get filled with such reverence. Like, I, like reverence, we use the word relationship a lot when it comes to God, but we probably don't use the word reverence enough. God is so big. It's like, this is where the fear of the Lord comes in. Now hear me, you're not scared of God. Like, I'm not, I'm not scared of God. But I've driven a couple really fast cars. And there's a sort of fear about the gas pedal in those cars because of how powerful that car is. That car is on a golf ball compared to how big God is and how powerful he is. One last star tonight. It's the largest star that we know about. It's a, car, it's a star called Canis Majoris, which is like the perfect name for the largest star we know about. It's that giant purple glowing one. If the earth was a golf ball, Canis Majoris would be the height of Mount Everest, which is the tallest point on earth, if you don't know. You could fit seven quadrillion earths inside that star. That's enough golf balls to cover the state of Texas 22 inches high. That's how massive this star is. That's the God that we serve. And I pray filled with wonder that you see God different. Seeing how big his creation is that he holds in the span of his hand, that you see God different. And that you realize how much of an honor it is to be in a relationship with him. Just to know him. Because when we elevate God to his rightful place, everything else will fall into place. In September 5th, 1977, there was this, um, this space probe that NASA sent out into space. It was called Voyager 1. And uh, that was 1977. By Valentine's Day, 1990, um, the Voyager was beyond Neptune. It was about 3.7 billion miles away from the sun. And this is when the mission managers um, sent communication to Voyager 1 to turn around and snap a collage of pictures one more time before it continued to head out into the known universe. And it took a snapshot, about 60 images. It was the first kind of family portrait of our solar system. And one of the images that got sent back became a famous image called the pale blue dot. You guys see the string of light in that pale blue dot in the strand of light? Um, that's Earth from 3.7 billion miles away. That's you. That's me. It's everyone you'll ever know and everyone who will ever live. And Carl, Carl Sagan, an American astronomer, famously said, look at that dot again. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love and everyone you know and everyone you've ever heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives, the history of our species lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. I'm not trying to make you feel small. I just want to help you realize comparatively next to the God of the universe, we are so small. But here's what's crazy. Psalm 8, 4 says, what is mankind? Who am I that you are mindful of me? NLT, it says, 
What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Let this fill you with wonder. Did you know God thinks about you? This God that creates these insane stars in the universe, what occupies his mind? It's you. It's me. And that just blows my mind. And it makes me think, God is really, really, really big. But he's also really small. God's like really, really far away. But he's also really close. And it makes me think, like for so many who just go through life neglecting God, pushing God off, pretending like he doesn't exist. God exists whether you believe in him or not. It makes me think, like, it's not that God is too big for us. It's that maybe we're too busy for him. It's not that, like, God is too big for us. It's that maybe we think that we're too big for him. But the truth is that this really big God wants a relationship with you. And that relationship can start tonight. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes as we pray? God, it's crazy that you even hear this prayer. It's crazy that we get to talk to you right now. It's crazy that you even care to hear this prayer. God, who are we that you're mindful of us, that you think about us? But God, you you aren't just really, really big. God, you became a human in the form of Jesus, and you came down to earth. And then you died on a cross that you created, on a hill that you designed for us. God, I pray our hearts would be filled with wonder over that. I pray that our our imaginations would run wild about how crazy that is. And I pray hearts would be open and softened to you tonight. With heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe you've always thought that God was too big for you and too far away. Maybe, maybe you had the totally wrong perspective of God. Can I tell you, he loves you tonight. He loves you so much that he put his own son on a cross to die for your sins so that you can be in relationship with him. And if tonight you would say, I want a relationship with this universe creating God. I want to say yes to all the plans that he has for me. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I just want you to lift your hand and you can put it right back down. This is your moment. This is your time. You're not saying yes to me. You're saying yes to this God who loves you so much. When I get to three, you lift your hand, put it right back down. One, two, three, go. All over this place. You can put it right back down. Amazing. Proud of you. Let's pray this prayer together. And and as you pray this prayer, just repeat these simple words after me. I pray that your heart is filled with wonder at the fact that God actually hears you right now. This universe-creating God is listening to your prayer right now. Say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sin and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm going to follow you. I say yes to all the plans you have for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? 
Hey, nobody distracting anybody. Would you stand to your feet? Would you start heading up to the front? There's one thing that I want to do together as we move into a moment of worship. Um, if you're like me, like all these big numbers don't really do anything for your heart. Like I hate math with a passion. Like I despise math. How many people would agree with me and just say math is probably satanic? Cool. <laughs> Says the drummer who has to count the whole, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. <laughs> like, so like quadrillion and this and that and this distance and speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. That's just like tough for me. So in a moment, before we worship, we're gonna dim the lights, we're gonna bring all the lights down and we're gonna show this video that I remember the first time I saw this when I think we were 16 years old, maybe 17 years old. And what it is, is it's a step-by-step -step frame of a ton of the stars we've talked about. The, the video's maybe a minute long and it shows you the scale and the magnitude of these stars and these planets. And while we watch this, I want you to just be filled with the thought and the idea of like, if this is how big the creation is, how big must the creator be? To anybody in the room who like, you're going through something right now, like you might have a you might have a, a problem, a struggle out ahead of you. You might feel like there's this like mountain of, of an obstacle out ahead of you. As you watch this video, I pray you're filled with hope and faith. Like if that's how big God is, then how? Then my, then my boyfriend in the eighth grade who broke up to me must not be that big of a deal. And God's got it. You know what's crazy? It's like, if this is how big God is, then like life-threatening disease is nothing to him. If this is how big God is, then the absolute worst of family division is no big deal to him. So I pray that as, as we move into this, that it, that, that it would like increase your faith. It would increase your hope and it would completely change how you see God. Team, let's bring down the lights. Let's... So there's Mercury and Mars. Many of you guys know them. There's Venus. And look, whoa, there, there's Earth. Whoa, Earth is so much bigger than Venus. That's crazy, right? Wait a minute. There's Neptune. Don't forget Neptune, that big blue one. Okay, there's Saturn. And Jupiter. We're still just in our solar system, you guys. There's the sun. You see that, watch the blue, you see that blue thing drifting off into the distance? That's not Earth. Remember, that's Neptune. There's Sirius satellite radio. Watch how quickly the sun begins to disappear. At this point, you couldn't go to our massive side screens and put a dot on the screen big enough to show you how small Earth is. There's Pollux. Pollux is the, considered the brightest star in our sky, beautifully named Regal. When you begin to realize how big God is, 
you'll pray different. When God's big, your prayers are big. There was that, there was, there was Beetlejuice, great movie, great star. There's Musifi and his cousin, WCFI. All over this place, would you guys just lift your hands in the presence of this almighty God? Would you guys sing this out? How great Come on. is our God? Sing with me. How great is our God? And all we'll see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me.
The perfect Son of God in all his innocence, you're walking in the dirt with you and me. He knows what living is, he's acquainted with our grief. A man of sorrow, son of suffering. Come on, we sing. There's a God who weeps, there's a God who bleeds, oh praise the one who would reach for me, we sing
of that song right we can do that cool I just like I just do things expecting that like Jake is gonna make it happen but as I was worshiping um, like scripturally speaking like God will give um, give things called visions to certain people and um, there's times where God, like for me, as he speaks to me, like I'll close my eyes and I'll see an image or, or uh, um, like I'll see scenarios, I'll see whatever. And as I was worshiping, uh, I won't say like the details of what I feel in my heart's going on, but there's a young lady in the room, whoever you are, and you're right smack dab in the middle of like a crazy storm of life that you feel like is overwhelming you and that you're not gonna make it through. And like, I don't wanna embarrass you or anything. And it might be like more than one person, so we'll see if the person I think it is is 
one of the people who, if you would have the courage, like if that's you and you're in the room, young lady, and you have something you're smack dab in the middle of, and you almost like feel like you're not gonna make it out alive. I don't, I really hope you feel like I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but if that's you, would you just raise your hand? going to be for a couple people, but like I knew it was you, girl. And I want you to, every single time you look at like that golf ball, I don't want you to think of how small you are. I want you to think of how big God is. Like put that golf ball, it's a quality Callaway. It's a great golf ball that I should be hitting onto a golf course at some point, but I'm not going to. I have plenty of other golf balls, you guys. (laughs) I want you to put that somewhere where you're going to see it every day for however long it takes for God to turn your scenario around. And I don't want you to think when you look at that golf ball, every time you look at it, don't think about how small you might feel or how small you are. Think about how big God is. Because comparatively to how big God is, what you're walking through, it's nothing for him, girl, he's got it. Whatever you're walking through tonight, young lady, whatever you're walking through tonight, the thing that you think's gonna take you out, it's like God's got it. The whole universe is right here. And it's where in the, if the whole universe is in the span of his hand, where is your struggle? Where is your, where is your worry and your concern and your depression and your anxiety and your heartbreak, the betrayal, your fear for your future? God's got it. Look at the person standing next to you and say, God's got it. Young man in the room who you feel like Your whole world's coming crumbling down. And everybody around you has made you feel like you have to have it all together. Dude, you live on a golf ball. Like you feel like every, you've got to know, you are 14 and they're asking you what you're gonna do with the rest of your life. And you're so overwhelmed, the fact that you don't know. God's got it. God has got it. This God who is the son of suffering, who he came down to the planet he created and allowed the humans that he created to take metal nails, which he created, and stab them into his hands onto a cross that was made out of a tree that he created. All, all of it was to travel across this massive universe and get to you. If that doesn't fill you with wonder, and if that doesn't make all of your fears and all of your anxieties and all of your worries and all of your struggles just look microscopic in comparison, then I don't know what to tell you. But if you're like me, and this God who is so amazing and so massive that came down here to me and died for my sins, fills you with faith, would you do me a favor and all over this place, fill with that faith, would you lift your hands as we sing this out, that your cross is my freedom because you came and you died and bled for me. Come on, sing this out. Is my freedom your stripes are my healing all praise King Jesus Oh let's go Glory to God in heaven your blood is still speaking your love is still reaching all praise King Jesus Glory to God Let's try. 
everything we were talking about tonight is about how big God is. And the most beautiful thing that we can ever come across is the realization and the truth of what Jesus did. God sent his son Jesus to die for us just for the chance that we would choose him. So everyone on your campus that doesn't choose him, Christ died for them. Christ died for them just for the chance that we would choose. Anyone in this room, you don't know Jesus. Christ died just for the chance that you would choose him because you know what happened? We sinned, we messed up, I messed up, I've sinned, and I was disconnected from God. And the thing that connected me back to this big God that we're talking about is what Jesus Christ did with those nails. He laid down his life for me and for you. And there is nothing in the world, no kind of love in this world, even the best dads and the moms in the world. Like I have the best mom in the world. She's amazing. She was, I didn't have a dad in my life. My mom was freaking amazing. She was a little crazy, right? But she took care of me on her own. My dad was not in the picture. And even the best moms and the dads in the world could never compare to Jesus Christ's love for us, God's love for us to send his son to die for us. And so I just feel like maybe in the, in the moment of salvation, we had like asking if you wanted to accept the Lord, I felt like the Lord's like, ask again. And we're not gonna close our eyes. We're not gonna take five, 10 minutes to do this. If you wanna accept Jesus as your Lord and savior, you wanna reconnect with the big God that we've been talking about, raise your hand right now. And we're gonna pray, God, I thank you for every heart that is, has their hand raised. God, I pray that they would know that when they accept you, God, that they accept you, that they choose you, that they accept you with their heart and that they believe with their heart and they accept you with their mouth. Just say, I accept you, Jesus. We accept you, Jesus, and we thank you for what you did. We thank you for being the love that you can, we could never find in this world. God, you are beyond anything that we can find in this world. And so I thank you for every heart, every hand that's raised that represents a heart that's reconnected to you, God. We thank you and we pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. So we're just gonna be stoked for everybody that accepted the Lord, not just right now, but a few moments ago. And you know what? I have questions and I'm 34 years old. I still got questions for God. I'm like, what does this mean? What's going on? What's happening in my life? So you're gonna have questions, okay? So we wanna help you with your questions. We wanna help you on this journey. So we need you to DM us the words next seven to Instagram at bridgeYTH. And if you don't have social media, please find one of our leaders, me, Pastor Corey, any of our leaders in the room, ask anyone, they'll direct you to somebody that can get you. We can get you the digital copy for it. We can email it to you, we can get it to you, but it's gonna walk you through the next seven days. It's videos that Pastor Corey has filmed and it's just like day by day, talking about some of the questions that you might have. So um, we just wanna walk this journey with you. This is not just a hangout. This isn't just like a fun place to be. This is a community of believers that are here to welcome anyone that wants to walk in and hear about Jesus and our heart and our prayers that they would accept that reconnection to God, the big God that we were talking about tonight. So anyways, what a beautiful moment tonight. We've had so many awesome moments. We love you guys. And we are gonna worship with one more song before we go, okay? So let's go, hype it up, let's go.
by the back counter. Grab a free ice cream. Also, I have a phone. I've got an iPhone. Someone named Malai is texting you.